this is Cole Phillips, and I want to welcome you to Leadership Factory, where we are building godly leaders that are impacting our world. And I know that's true of you because you're joining me here. It's exciting to see what is happening, how God is using Leadership Factory to impact leaders uh, around the world. And you're one of those, so thank you for being with me. And I think it's so important that you're here and that we're doing what we're doing because in every generation there is a need for solid, grounded, developed leaders because there are always crises in our world and today is no exception. Um, and because of the challenges that we face in our world, that means that there is no potential leader who doesn't have an opportunity to make a big difference and to make an impact for the good in our culture. But too many times there are challenges and obstacles where there is no leader, no prepared leader. And we have a leadership crisis. We have a leadership vacuum in our world today. And sometimes when a crisis and a circumstance calls for a leader, there is no leader to be found. Many times it's because we have not prepared our own hearts or prepared others' hearts to serve. Um, So I want us to talk about the heart of leadership, which is really the foundation of leadership today. If you look in the Old Testament at King David, you see that uh, it says, He shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them with his skillful hands. And so this is talking about two areas, the integrity of his heart and the skillful work of his hands. So every leader has three components, three levels of leadership. And the first level is the heart. And then the second level is the skills. And then the third level is the strategy that we use. Unfortunately, many times we turn this upside down. And we start with a great strategy, and strategies are important. And then we move to skills, to develop skills to meet the strategy. And the thing that's neglected the most is the heart. But the heart has to be at the start, okay? The heart is at the start of a uh, healthy, effective leader. We have to start there. You cannot take a shortcut or bypass this because a leader will never reach his potential until he's able to lead other leaders. And that's where ministry multiplication happens. And it all starts in the heart. So how do we prepare our hearts for leadership? Well, we've got to develop those skills. But before that, there are 12 qualities of the heart that every great leader needs to build into their life. Now, Today, we're only going to be talking about the first five levels of this, the first five stages of effective leaders when it comes to their heart. But, um, but these are questions that really should guide us as we look at, at the leader that God uses. And it starts here. First, the leader God uses has a clear and compelling purpose in their life. There are two things that I would boil this down to. First, Philippians 3.10, Paul says, My goal is to know Him, to know Jesus, and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death. 
So the first thing he says, my purpose is to know Jesus. And then in Acts 20, 24, he said, but I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course in the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. And this is to make Jesus known to the world. So Paul's purpose was very clear. It was to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. And I think that's a great purpose for life. If you don't know what your purpose is, then just adopt Paul's. He won't mind. That's my purpose in my life, to know God and to make him known. And that kind of purpose is something that will get you up out of bed in the morning, get you moving forward, get you pursuing that purpose. So that's first. In fact, I would say the definition of success is this, knowing your purpose, growing your potential, and then sowing seeds into the people around you. So you know what your life is about, and you are continually, constantly growing and improving in that purpose and making an impact on people around you. That's success right there. And you might want to ask yourself, are there people around you who are seeing that purpose played out and lived out in your life? For example, if you say, I, I'm supposed to teach others, well, I would ask myself, then are people learning from me? Is that affirmed or is this just something I, I want to do? Um, or is it something that I am, in fact, capable of doing and uh, living out? And then the leader that God uses has learned to lead their own self first. In 1 Corinthians 9.25, Paul says, All those who compete in the games use self-control so they can win a crown. That crown is an earthly thing that lasts only a short time, but our crown will never be destroyed. So what we're pursuing, we've got to pursue with self-discipline and self-control. Sometimes we ask, okay, I'm a leader, so who do I lead first? Well, look in the mirror. You've got to learn to lead yourself first. If you're not leading yourself well, then you're not going to be able to lead anyone else very well either. And if people don't trust you, they're going to have a hard time following after you. So you've got to learn to lead yourself first with self-discipline. And then the leader that God uses has completely surrendered their life to be used by God. That's such an important fundamental step that, uh, like it says in Romans 12.1, So brothers and sisters, since God has shown us great mercy, I beg you to offer your lives as a living sacrifice to Him. This is submission and surrender to God, where you could say, I've given myself over to nothing less, nothing more, and nothing else than living out God's will. This is not part way. This is not halfway. This is total surrender to God. Uh, like when Jesus prayed in the garden, he said, not my will, but yours be done. It, it comes to a point where you, you can say, you know, living for Jesus is not just something that I have to do. It's something I get to do. And I love living for him. And this happens when I'm not trying to attain a certain position. I'm not trying to gain popularity. I am just authentically and honestly living for Him, living for an audience of one. And this means that uh, I'm not hiding anything in my life so that I can connect with the people around me who are going through real challenges. 
Uh, this means that I'm not trying to prop myself up or gain uh, an audience so I can serve just as equally in the spotlight or in the shadows. And I'm uh, not trying to go pursue the game, but I'm saying I'm going to allow the game to come to me. And you'll be surprised that when you serve faithfully, how God will raise you up. And so at the Connection Church, our service mantra is this. We say anything, everything, or nothing at all. And what that means is uh, I'm willing to do anything that I need, serve anywhere that I'm needed to serve at any time, Uh, I'm willing to take on more or less, and I'm even willing to just sit. I'm willing to sit uh, if that's what's necessary and not be utilized this week. That's okay, because uh, I don't get my identity from what I do. I get my identity from God, and He's the one that supplies me with my security, not my own accomplishments. Okay, so uh, a leader uh, that God uses is someone also that has a passionate prayer life. I love what James 5.16 says. It says, when a believing person prays, great things happen. You might ask yourself that. Uh, How is God working uh, in my prayers? That prayer has become a priority in your life, that you believe in the power of prayer And it's not just an, oh, we've tried everything else, so now let's pray. Prayer both works, and prayer is our work. And prayer leads us to work. So we pray first, and then uh, we move forward. We pray as if it all depends on God, and we work as if it all depends on us. Because what prayer does is it aligns our heart with the heart of God. And so it's so important that we're spending time connecting with God and talking and listening to God. And that kind of leads us to our next uh, quality of the heart. And that is that the leader that God uses has a habit of reading God's Word. Reading God's Word and studying God's Word. You know, we say that we are a people of the book, that our uh, truth, that our Um, instruction. It all comes from the Word of God as the foundation. And there are a lot of great books. I love reading books. It's important that you, as a leader, uh, read because readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Um, But every book is judged by one book, and that is the Bible. I love what Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 says about uh, leaders. It says they love the Lord's teachings and they think about those teachings day and night. And the more that you read God's Word and the more that you think about it, the more you're going to see that you're living out the truth of God's Word through your life. Uh, the best answers, the best hope that you have for people, the best advice that you have for people or wisdom. It's not our own advice. It's not our own ideas, but they are God's ideas that are drawn from His Word. It's amazing how relevant God's Word is, and so we need to make sure that we're spending time in God's Word, not just when we're at a church service or not just when we're preparing for our next presentation or teaching or talk or connection group. Um, It's for that personal 
soul building that you do by spending time daily in God's Word. Now, I, I have some thoughts to kind of to wrap this up that you can think about and you can begin to kind of answer in your own life. But the first one is this. If nothing was impossible for you and you could meet any need in our world, what need would you step up to meet? Think about that. If you could meet any need in the, in the world, what would it be? And this is going to reveal the things that you care deeply about. And what can you do about this need right now in your present situation? You might not can completely solve the need, but you can do something to move toward that. Another question to consider is this. Uh, you know, when, when we discover our purpose in life, we are motivated to do something big for God. And I've said many times, I want to do something so big for God that it's bound to fail unless God comes through in a big way. So um, what is it that you would determine, this is my purpose in my life, um, what am I going to do for God, and um, what, what do you see happening with that? Can you, can you uh, catch a, a vision for your life that is greater than your life? The, the next question is, is basically this, that there are many barriers that can hold us back from fulfilling God's purpose in our life, many challenges and obstacles. And so what can you do to maintain character, to grow your character and grow your integrity to make sure that you're able to fulfill that purpose, that you don't get sidetracked or sidelined because of a heart issue along the way? The next, uh, prayer and faith are partners. Prayer and faith work together to see purpose accomplished. So when you're praying, are you expecting results? Sometimes I, I think, you know, I'm praying, but do I really believe that God is going to move in this situation? And it's free to have faith. You can have as much faith as you want as you choose to have to exercise faith and believe that God can do anything. So how confident are you that God is going to move in this situation, maybe even use you to fulfill His purpose? And if you struggle with faith, then I would encourage you uh, to spend some time reading God's promises in His Word. Also, God uses leaders who have a life-changing message for a lost world. And so many times your life's message is the loudest message that you're going to preach. And if you don't uh, really get it yet and you haven't fully defined your purpose yet, is there someone that you can talk with to help you discover what your life message may be? And then work to prepare that message to share with the world around you. Because I believe God has given you a message and God has uniquely equipped you and designed you to make a difference, to make an impact as you lead. Uh, Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. And we'll pick up the last uh, really seven of these qualities of the heart of a leader in our next Leadership Factory next week. So I want to strongly encourage you to uh, listen next week as well. In fact, if you want to make sure that you get that, uh, that notification as soon as the podcast is posted, then be sure to subscribe in your podcast app 
so that you won't miss a single episode of Leadership Factory. And also be sure to share this with your friends so that they can become a part of our community here. And I believe that you are a leader. So let's work together to become great leaders. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, and I look forward to hearing from you real soon. Yeah.